When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. But I'm delighted to say that Jared's man, you only ever hear him with Jared. No one else is generally allowed to speak to Crash, but there's no Jared at the moment. So uh, we are delighted to have (laughs) one of Australia's greatest all-time journalists join us on the show, having written a story Crash, welcome about Swimming Australia today. What what the hell's going on with this organisation? Yeah, hi Andy and guys. It's nice to uh, you've uh, given us many hours of great entertainment, guys, uh, up Thank here in you, Queensland. Crash. You've got Thank a you. lovely, lovely little uh, 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 lot of listeners up here. Well, I don't know if you realise that. Well, but, if I uh, could fill yeah. out a ratings book every now and again, that'd be pretty nice for us. <laughs> Crash, you just get them. To, just fill out a book for us. It'd be nice. But anyway, that's that's yeah. more than mine. Yeah, you've written a really interesting <laughs> no, piece look- about Swimming Australia today, and. We're killing it in the pool all over the place. You'd think that the thing's, you know, going on all cylinders, and yet it sounds like it's um, it's pretty turbulent um, in the executive offices. It is, Andy. Yes, it was primarily the work of Julian Linden, our excellent swimming writer, but uh, Tracy Stockwell, formerly Tracy Culkins, the champion oh, yeah. uh, American swimmer who was uh, formerly president uh, of, of Swimming Australia, has been voted off the board. It sat, essentially. It went to a vote amongst the board and uh, there was five nominations for two positions and it was a calculated move. There's nine stakeholders, including all the states, and uh, there was a fair bit of collaboration between them and she didn't get anywhere near getting back on the board. Uh, Tim Ford, the former swimmer, he's on, and Sue Smith, who I believe is a former president of Victorian Swimming, is on the board. But Tracy Stockwell, who's respected, you know, worldwide as a voice of swimming. Scott Morrison, uh, you know, when he was prime minister, went in to vote for her to bat for her to be the new president of Swimming Australia, and it just shows again, Andrew, and I know you're very sensitised to the Olympic sports. Swimming Australia hasn't got a sponsor. Uh, it hasn't got a, a television rights. Gina Reinhart withdrew her. $32 million sponsorship a year ago, mm. and it's just in an absolute mess. Mm. And and is this more about the, the structure that's in place? Like, is this is, is it a federated model that they have? Because we know in federated models there's no greater interest than self-interest, and when the individual states start to um, get a little bit uh, annoyed with the, the governing mm. body, that, that can lead to some problems. Is, is that part of the issue? That's absolutely part of the issue. I understand, uh, you know, since the Reinhardt sponsorship was lost, there's been a lot of tension and the states were angry with it, with their administrators above them and the board, particularly Chief Executive Eugenie Buckley. But here's the thing. They can't get her sacked, but they can get the, the president sacked, Tracy Stockwell, because of this vote. And mm. uh, that's what they did. Tracy didn't, as I said, 
Tracy didn't go anywhere near uh, getting on the board. I understand she got a third of the votes of the two people who were elected. So it's just a, it's a, it's in a really poor state. The nine gold medals that swimming won in Tokyo, I tell you, Australia got there despite its own swimming organisation, not because of it. So, mm. Robert, is there the Gina Reinhardt thing? Is that it? Is there anything? Is that at play here somewhere? We we know what happened with the netballers, and yeah, you know, they. I'm sure they felt like they'd resolve that issue only to you know have Gina kind of, um, you know, take the sponsorship and 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 look elsewhere at the end of sort of protracted negotiations and conversations. There is her withdrawing her sponsorship and not just her but her company withdrawing. The, is that somehow at play here? Well, I, I just think that when you take $32 million out of an, impo- out of a, 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 an organisation mm. that is literally relying on fumes after that, everyone starts, you know, a desperate scramble for more sponsors, which they haven't been able to find, um, you know, and, and, you know, you can understand that the swimmers, a lot of their sponsors are private people, like Ariane Titmus is doing quite well because she's uh, very well managed and has got a lot of blue chip personal sponsors, yeah. but the team as a whole is struggling. And, and it's, yeah, it's left a, it, it's that black financial hole has, has really hurt swimming Australia. So, you know, this is a, it's a big issue. You know, you've got the Brisbane Olympics coming up in a couple of Olympics time and the, these pathway programs need to be put, put in place, but everyone seems to be fighting with the head, Head of uh, you know the head head people, and it seems like, like in your article you also touch on some issues that uh, that could be there with FINA, the overall international governing body as well. That they're going through some some challenges. How how is the situation with FINA? Um, and of course, they've had to deal with some pretty tough issues with the the uh, the Ukraine situation themselves. But there's been some speculation about it, a toxic environment and particularly with some of the athletes over the journey. How is that? Uh, how are they placed at the moment? Yeah, I think that uh, swimming generally around the world is in a, in a very delicate position. Like they they've been, uh, you know, the sponsorship is not what it is worldwide. Um, and, and the, the whole um, scenario is actually quite grim. You know, I, I think, you know, the, 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 during the Olympics, it no doubt sparkles. Mm. But what we're finding around the world is between times, uh, there's, there's been times when swimmers have won an Olympic gold medal. Sully Pearson was the same and then had less sponsors because they drop off after the Olympics. So I know uh, mm. uh, FIFA is, is struggling for, uh, FINA, sorry, is mm. struggling for, you mm. know, sponsorship and, and, and several other factors as well. Um, we'll watch mm. this space and see how it shakes out. Hey, just a couple of real quick ones on, on matters, perhaps even a bit closer to your heart. Um, that England performance last night, Crash, in terms of dominant uh, T20 performances in real pointy end games, like a semi final, that that was all powerful, particularly from their spinners and their opening batters last night. Phenomenal stuff. Oh, the best. At the absolute best. That. that partnership by Hales and Butler, for mine, it's the greatest T20 partnership of all time. Mm. I mean, that was absolutely blistering. A couple of points. This is why English have such confidence. Their number 11 batsman, Adil Rashid, has scored 10 first-class centuries. (laughs) I mean, that's that in depth we've never seen before. That's staggering. So they can go hard from the get-go all the way through. That's why they're dangerous. And one other point. I've felt this for 30 years. 
Indian batsmen are still, at times, can be, uh, I wouldn't say selfish, but a very strong sense of preserving their, their place in the team and their own performance. They had to go hard. I've seen it so often. They're too conservative. They've got self-interest at heart when they should have gone hard early in the game. They really should have. And, uh, you know, KL Rowell, I know in the IPL, there are some teams that they don't particularly perturb if he gets a little bit of a run on because he just nibbles along some time at a run of ball. So they don't care if he doesn't get out at times. So mm. I just reckon India... In India undercooked it, and England were absolutely superb. And and what can you explain to us? Andy and I were trying to read what's going on if because of there's a, a very strong prospect of rain uh, for, oh, the, yes, for the, the final, yeah. and they're talking about uh, relaxing a rule about the timing of it, and maybe they can just come back and play tomorrow. But we were a little confused as if as if what happens if they start it on the the uh, Saturday well, Sunday? Uh, excuse me, on the Sunday. Are they suggesting that they could just pick it up again on the Sunday? Can you do? You, are you across what changes they've made in order to try and get this final played? Well, the big thing was it'll hopefully be self-contained in one day. Of course, if it rained out Sunday, it goes to Monday, and it could go. They put a block of time, about a six-hour block, from the mid-afternoon to late, to to late in the evening where they've just got to run the thing. It's a five-over competition is normally enough. That is not enough for a World Cup final. It'll be 10 overs. It's a minimum each side. But uh, they'll, they'll, uh, they've got about a, a nice long window on Monday from mid-afternoon to late at night to try and host the final <laughs> and right. just to make sure the damn thing gets done <laughs> and, and cooked. Yeah. Let's hope the rain stays away. Hey, last one, because you are the font, and uh, when it comes to cricket, mm. you're always worth listening to. Raul Dravid was, he didn't come out and say it specifically to Dan Pretty after the game last night in, in his piece, but reading between the lines, I reckon there was definitely a, a, a gentle urging from Dravid that, that perhaps the BCCI relax the control of Indian players only playing in the IPL. I may be reading too much between mm. the lines there, but can you see a day yeah, crash no. where, where that happens? No, I think oh. the bosses above him will stop it. They're so protective of their product. It means too much to them. But, hey, guess what? I do get his point. I mean, Alex Hales and Butler and all these guys have played in the Big Bash. They've got used to Australian conditions in a way that the Indian players just can't do because they're not allowed to play here. So it was decisive. I reckon it's really helped England that they've had yeah. that their that they're Big Bash condition, their Australian condition. But I still say that... It was not a fault of that that India went down. It's more of a conservative... Mo- Since the IPL, they haven't won a big white oh, ball trophy. Stunning. It's incredible. It's stunning. You, you think of what they've done in test cricket. Yeah. Mm. So, so, and, the, and I reckon, as I said, self-preservation. I've seen it for so many years. They, they just... I love the way England just went hard, mm. like blisteringly hard last night. Mm-hmm. They've got a good team. They play for each other. They're good. That was awesome. Hey, Crash, just quickly before you let Another you go. One. Just a real love quick it. one I because I just want to touch on... He's going to have to hang up on us before no, we no, let him go. But we've did, Andy and I, before no. you came on, <laughs> we're, fun, we're talking about the uh, the new... Well, we're not sure they'll, they'll call it this, but the new magic round oh, in yes. the AFL. It seems in our feedback that we receive in the NRL, it's been nothing but uh, a success. Do you think that this you, you can see the same type of atmosphere and the same type of response from an AFL perspective? 
I think Adelaide will love it. Honestly, it's when they got the grand final in Brisbane, it was far less exciting and just nourishing than the magic round. Mm. You, you get all these funny sights of grounds, uh, you know, supporters going in and out of grounds, and, and you see their colours scattered throughout the city in different bars and restaurants, and you know, and, and all the club officials come up and the spare players. It is a terrific concept. It's the it's so it just sort of nourishes the whole sport. And, and and I saw a situation once where I mean here's an anecdote. This is a rugby league anecdote, but yeah. Wayne Bennett, the master coach, was coaching South Sydney and some of his boys wanted to meet Alan Langer, <laughs> the Brisbane Broncos great, the 